We have now added a new and revolutionary increase in destruction. Des and Troy. You see, when you put them together, they destroy. We got company. Hang on. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Daily Destroyer DFS show, Dynasty Warzone Network. He is Lou. I'm Tyler. We'll be chatting about the Week 7 main slate on DraftKings, mainly talking cash games, as we always do, starting at the quarterback position. I think what makes this really interesting this week, Lou, is um, I think almost every single week so far this season, I've played either Jalen Hurts or Josh Allen. I think maybe one week I didn't, but majority of weeks have always been either Hurts or Allen. We just feel really good about the floor. The ceiling exists. We get neither one of those quarterbacks uh, on this slate. So it kind of opened things up a little bit. It's not as straightforward. I think if you listened last week, it was basically like, oh, we're playing Josh Allen next, right? But I think there's a lot more conversation, a lot more ways to go at the quarterback position this week. Yeah, I think without those two, without like, Kyler's not on the slate either, uh, you also just, it's pretty much Lamar and everyone else. So there's two ways that you can play it either you just play Lamar and say he's just clearly a better point per dollar even uh player because his raw projections depending on where you look like you could argue that he's three points better than any other quarterback on the slate just because of his rushing upside and there's not really many other QBs that have that Herbert's upside hasn't really been hit much this year Burrow until last week, he hadn't really done much with it. So the guys that are necessarily going to match Lamar's ceiling aren't on the slate. So you can make the argument, just jam Lamar in. Uh, but at the same time, maybe you just take this opportunity to say, okay, maybe I'll, I'll lose a few points at QB this week, but this is my opportunity to pay down. You could go down under 6K. There's a, a few decent options there and you're just saving the two thousand dollars that you can then spread it to some of the other plays at uh these other positions like wide receiver i think the the most obvious one when we talk about savings here at quarterback that's got to be geno smith coming in at 5600 there was a bit of a disappointment last week with only 12 points but we're looking at the, the you know three weeks before that 24 34 and 22 you know, he's getting a little bit of rushing in there. We've seen him go for 48 yards and 49 yards two of the last three weeks. And obviously know that the Seahawks offense is clicking for whatever reason, but it certainly is clicking. So I think when we talk about paying down at that quarterback position, Geno Smith's one of the first guys we are looking at. How do you feel about Geno? Yeah, I think Geno is probably my favorite of the plays. He's in the game, the only game on the slate that's over 50-point total against the Chargers. We've seen the Chargers outside of last week when they played a tough Broncos defense. Pretty much all the Chargers games have been close to shootouts. They all uh, generally have a lot of scoring and a lot of fancy goodness in them. And we've seen that happen with the Seahawks as well. Up until last week, it was pretty much 
if you want to play any of your fantasy guys, look for the Seattle game, look for the Detroit game, and just jam them in there. This might have been the floor game last week for Gino all season. I think uh, he could bounce back from that. We also know he has a little bit of a rushing floor, not as good as Lamar's, but on a slate like this, if he gets you 25, 30 rushing yards, that might be one of the, the top rushing uh, outside of Lamar on a quarterback for this slate. But I think you can also expect him to get a good amount through the air. He has great options to stack with this week, bring back options as well in that game. So I really like Gino. I think, the most. Another guy that I at least want to bring up here is going to be Joe Burrow at 6,900. You know, my thought here is, like, obviously we'll get to it, but I think Mixon is a, a good play this week. I think he's probably going to be in that pool. Yep. But if you don't end up going with Mixon, you know, Joe Burrow at that 6,900 price um, could be something to consider. Yeah, it it's one of those slates where there's going to be somewhat clear plays at running back that, you can very easily in tournaments play the passing attack from one of those is Cincinnati. A lot of people want to play, go back to the burrow stack this week. They saw what Jamar chase did last week. Obviously Higgins Boyd. There's a lot of good guys that you can stack burrow with on the flip side of that. Mixon has had great, great usage this year. He's part of the uh, passing attack. Generally, his floor is 18 to 22 touches, uh, which you like to see that when when you're picking someone on fantasy. If a lot of people are going to Burrow, it's just, okay, maybe Mixon gets the touchdowns instead. Plus matchup against the Falcons, where we expect Bengals to be leading. That's the type of game I like to play Mixon on. I like to play Burrow more in games where I potentially expect them to be coming from behind. But this game does have a decent total on this slate, 47. Um, so I think a lot of people are going to go there. I do like uh, Mixon, pretty good amount this week. And then let's just talk real quick about a couple other pretty cheap quarterbacks I think people are considering just to get your thoughts on, on which direction you might go. Daniel Jones, 5,100. Derek Carr at 5,900. And let's just throw in Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, at that 5,500 price. Um, I think people might be sleeping a little bit too much on this Kansas City. San Francisco game one, you know, Vegas is implying 49 points, which is pretty high for the slate. And two, San Francisco's defense is quite banged up at this point in time. And I'm, I'm uncertain that they are the defense they were in the first, you know, couple weeks of the season. So out of these kind of cheaper guys, these sub 6K guys, Daniel Jones, Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, is there any interest that you have? Uh, not much. I think probably Carr I'm most interested in just because of we'll come to it at running back, but Josh Jacobs is probably the most owned player on the entire slate. So if you play Carr, you're getting direct leverage off of that. I think the Carr Adam stacks are pretty juicy this week, a game that we expect to score a lot of points. Facing Houston, we know how bad Houston is in general, and this game could be a shootout. Carr, once again, as mentioned before, like you, he doesn't have to match a Hertz this week. He doesn't have to get you 35 points. Uh, he could get you 25 and probably still be solid for that price, 5,900. So I think he's probably my favorite of that group. Not too interested in Daniel Jones, just the way that the Giants are running their offense. Uh, he's, I think his upside is rather limited 
comparatively. Garoppolo is interesting. He's pretty cheap, and that game environment, I think people are somewhat forgetting about it, but that one could be a juicy one to go to just because we're expecting a lot of points in that game. It's going to have to come from somewhere. So I think Jimmy's an interesting take. Pool of three quarterbacks, Lou. I think my pool of three... It's tough to like. It's tough to not say Lamar. I'm kind of between Lamar and Herbert at the top end. I think I prefer Herbert for stacking purposes. Uh, I think he'll still be pretty owned, but uh, let's just say Herbert for now, and then Gino and Carr. Cool. Sounds good. Running backs position. I think we 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 hinted at it. I think in our cash lineups, you know, Josh Jacobs, sixty five hundred. He's just finding his way in there. He's one of the first players that were clicking everybody. So, I mean, I think it's just pretty obvious. The price is too good for the role that he's been having in this offense, in this matchup, with the implied total being the favorite. So, yes, Josh Jacobs is what we are kind of building our lineup around. But let's let's move on from there a little bit, I think, because, you know, we, we talked a little bit about Mixon and having interest in Mixon. Let's just talk about some of these top-end guys to kind of get, you know, your thoughts on these guys and if you want to play any of them. You know, I'll pick an arbitrary spot, and we'll just talk about Mixon. But um, Mixon at the bottom. But we got Mixon. Um, I don't think Aaron Jones is in play. But Mixon you know, up. Mixon up. Yeah, Mixon up. Yeah. Like Mixon, Fournette, the Barclays, Chubb, JT. You know, you know Henry Eckler. I mean, obviously not CMC because of the trade. But like, you know, we got a lot of big dog uh, running backs on the slate. Um, are you paying? I guess the question is: is We talked about Mixon. So before we get jump into Mixon, are you going any higher than Mixon? Any interest higher than that seven K slot? I think they're all super interesting. Uh, I have some concerns with with Fournette because if that game could get not necessarily out of hand, but I mean the Bucks should just smash the Panthers, especially now without CMC there. Um, but in that sort of game script, maybe they sit Lenny a little bit for Rashad White. So that has me some concern for paying that seventy seven hundred for a running back who might only play a half or something. So that's my concern there. I think all these guys are pretty good. Nick Chubb, uh, probably not a Nick Chubb week. Fair. Uh, fair. I'm probably not going to play much of that Baltimore-Cleveland game. Um, so Derrick Henry, four straight games with a rushing touchdown. He's pretty much back. He has the last two 100 yards. He, including he had 100 yards and a touchdown two games ago against the same team, the Colts. He's interesting uh, just because I feel like a lot of people aren't going to go up, and if they do, they go to Eckler. Eckler's obviously in a great spot as well. All these guys kind of are. Um, I, don't, I don't know how many people are going to click Barkley's name. He's also in a good spot. So I think up here, Joe Mixon might end up being – higher like Mixon and Eckler might be more highly owned so I think that intrigues Barkley and Henry for me and then anything to add on the Joe Mixon side I think you, you might have said it all but now like we're officially on the running back positions because I think you know Josh Jacobs is one of our guys this week it sounds like Mixon is as well anything to add there I think I just Mixon's the cheapest and I think I want to get some savings and I don't think he in his upside is all that different from Barkley uh in his game matchup so as far as like cash goes I think I'm gonna end up with Mixon honestly I do think 
I'm going to try to get there. Mixon Jacobs. I, I do. Uh, all these guys are in good spots, so I kind of want one of the 7K-plus running backs. And if I'm playing Geno, like, it's almost the reason to pay up in one of my running back spots. Mm-hmm. So, I, like we said, already going to have Jacobs. Like, he's he's the lock. But because his upside's exactly the same as all these other guys that we're talking about, but he's by far the cheapest. So maybe I just go Jacobs and Mixon and try to be different in wide receiver. Fair enough. And then, you know, let's talk about, you know, paying down a little bit or going a little bit cheaper at running back. I think two names that stuck out to me almost immediately um, was Kenneth Walker. Didn't play him last week, but still had a great week. 5,800 in a matchup against the Chargers where, let's be frank, um, they haven't been great against the run all season. And there's, again, expect to be a lot of points in this one. And then Brees Hall, 6,200. You know, for me, Brees Hall is a top 10 running back right now in the NFL. Big Brees Hall guy. Played him last week. Absolutely loved it. It is a tough matchup here against the Broncos, obviously. But a couple things are at play here that I think have got me some interest in Brees Hall outside of his affordable price in 6200 I think, one, I look at the Denver defense. Yes, very stout. But they're much more uh, stout against the... Uh, the pass they've allowed i think one fun fact i think the broncos defense has allowed one passing touchdown in the last five weeks so they're not letting anything happen through the air but through the ground it is possible we do expect the jets to score at least i mean vegas at least expects the jets to score two touchdowns in this game i think you know at least one of those could easily find its way to Brees hall um and then the fact that russell wilson although he hasn't been good he is not playing, and Brett Ripon, or what, I'm sorry if I pronounced his name incorrectly. I don't even know who he is. Um, he could be. He's right, starting. Yeah. yeah, he is MVP. starting this week. So, I mean, that that which makes me think there is a world maybe when the Jets do kind of come out with a little bit of a lead, albeit a small lead, but they elect to run the football. So, Brees Hall, 6,200. Kenneth Walker, 58. Your thoughts? Yeah, I think. I prefer Brees. That game is going to be so gross now. It's like a, it dropped six points once uh, Russ was deemed out. 37-point um, play total. Yeah, so we'll, we'll come to a defense, but everyone wants the Jets' defense this week for those reasons. Brees goes well with that. He's been – he's looked great. Like Between him and Damian Pierce, like we got some good rookie running backs this year. I just think – Brees, to me, we, we've we seen it multiple weeks for him. We still aren't completely sure on Ken Walker. That game environment's great. We already like Geno, so I think part of that, too, is you could take Geno and, and Kenneth Walker and say, oh, I have all of the scoring from the Seahawks so and be good. So I, I do understand those bills as well, but um, I prefer Brees. I played him last week been playing him the last few weeks and it it hasn't let me down yet uh i think kenneth walker he he could let some people down last week but um yeah to me i think for 400 difference i'm going with breeze i love it man um i want to ask for a pool of let's go pool of five running backs because you know obviously one of them is jacob so it's kind of actually asking for four running backs here um and if there's one that we have not talked about let's let's touch on it real quick yeah, uh, Jacobs, Brees, uh, Saquon Barkley, Ox, Austin Eckler, and then <sighs> Danny Pierce is interesting. I think he's too expensive, though. Uh, so I'll go with the cheap guy. What do you, what do you think about uh, EDN? I think I like him. I'm glad you okay mentioned him. I'm glad you mentioned like, him. 
He's got somewhat of a, a decent floor. He's getting more action more recently. Uh, it somewhat depends on the game flow, but I think against the Giants, they might be shutting down the the wide receivers, so it might lead to more opportunities. I like it. Etienne. I like Etienne this week. Yeah, I think, so I think he's a short. Fifty four hundred. I think if I'm going cheaper, he's a guy I'm looking at. Uh, only four hundred different from Walker. So I don't know if I would do it in cash, but I think more so that's a tournament play anyway. Wide receivers. Um, interesting week, I think, because there's just a lot of guys here at the top that I believe aren't going to get a lot of run or a lot of play. People just aren't going to be that interested in. Um, so let's let's just start there. Um, you know, let's look at it's a, it's a it's a rough week, but let's let's call it the the Michael Pittman and up. So Michael Pittman, Debo Samuel. Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams, we're paying up. Let's throw in Mike Williams there, too, just for the sake of sake, 7,200. You know, if we're paying 7,200 or more at wide receiver this week, any of these guys finding their way in that lineup for you? I think it's kind of tough at wide receiver this week. A lot of these guys in, like, the 6K range are great. Which we'll get to, yeah, which I, we'll get to. I really like Adams this week. Uh, I think With Jacobs or without, Jake, without Jacobs? Um, could be both. I just think, I think it's going to be concentrated uh, this week. I don't know if you need to, you know, like paying up that much in cash. You don't really need to do it. Um, so it's probably more of a tournament play. But I think Michael Pittman's okay because of matchup. Probably don't go there. I think I would prefer maybe a Monroe since they have a, a lot more injuries on the wide receivers there. So that one's good for me i think cd is probably like the lock for me um he's the safest i think at 6800 especially with dak back um even when it was rush like yeah he's he's like he's just the guy there um so my favorite this week is cd but i think it's like cd amonra then mike williams I don't think you need to really go more expensive than those guys, though. Yeah, I'm with you that on that because you you look at the volume that that CD Lamb and and Amon Ra both get, and they're priced at 7,100 and 68 respectively. But the volume they get is no different than the dudes we just named ahead of them. Like truly, um, they're they're looking. These are like some 30% target chair guys, and that's precisely what some of those guys ahead of them are. So I think it's really easy to get cd lamb and to get amon ra especially because what we're doing at quarterback likely with gino and then again at running back where we're not paying up there either it's just easy to jam in a lot of the six you know low 7k guys as well similar range maybe dropping down a little bit um two guys that i think i'm interested in again are going to be um brandon cooks at 6k it's just a really juicy matchup with the raiders i think he's in for a decent bounce back game and then T. Higgins at 64. I mean, it's it's one of those times when we, you know, I, I've talked about this before on the show, but Jamar Chase is 8,200 and T. Higgins is 6,400. Like, they're, they're, when they're both on the field, you know, in my opinion, they're pretty even. Like, they're pretty much, you know, split to see who's going to blow up that game and to see that much of a gap in their pricing probably is factoring in a little bit of that ankle injury for T. Higgins, but everything seems like it's good to go, so... Um, you know, for T Higgins to be that much cheaper than Jamar really sticks out to me. So T Higgins, 64 cooks, six K your thoughts, Lou. Yeah. I, the reason why I don't necessarily think you need to chase is a great matchup this week, but you can just take an 1800 discount and play Higgins who 
has similar upside and probably similar floor. Uh, if Burrow is going to go off this week, like it's going to be one or the other probably of these two guys. So I really like Higgins. I think he's pretty safe bet uh, in that in that spot. <sighs> Cooks, man, I don't know. He just doesn't have a ton of upside compared to some of these other guys. Like I, I would prefer Metcalf and even Lockett for for two hundred cheaper. They also go with the Geno thesis. So mostly, I'm, I'm I don't know if I'll play Cooks. Uh, I think he'll be somewhat popular. He is safe. He is have a pretty uh, narrow mm-hmm. uh, window of what his scoring is going to be. So I think he's fine. Uh, I also like Godwin, though, too, probably more than Cooks. What do you think about Godwin? Because we've been playing him the last few weeks. His I like price it. hasn't gone up to 7K yet. It's still yeah. a pretty good price. I think, objectively, kind of yeah. I think objectively he's a good play. He's definitely a guy that I'd be considering for the pool. Game flow. It's a game flow. I think we and I kind of like hinted at this off the show where it's like, the Panthers are such a dumpster fire right now that like this could game could be put away at halftime and like they're running out like you know Rashad White and like Scotty Miller or whoever else is like the backups just because it's like Scotty Miller. It's just out of it's just out of like why do they need to throw to Godwin? Like perhaps they get there because Godwin's got you know eighty yards and touchdown or a couple touchdowns or something. And I think Godwin's a good play, but I think the narrative that I'm building for myself for the for the Bucks this week is they just go in there and they tear it up real quick. The game is put away, and they just don't need to be playing their their Fournettes or their Godwins or their Evans very heavily uh, in the second half. Yeah, I agree there. Um, I I think you can make the case, though, that if they get to the point where they're playing backups, then they probably already had three or four touchdowns. And in that event, Godwin probably has one of them. That's fair. Yeah, no, that's fair. So that's like the case for still doing it at his price of 6300 It's... I think it's a uh, you're kind of pivoting off of playing the the guys who are like Metcalf, Higgins, and Lockett, who might be more uh, highly owned. Mm-hmm. So it's somewhat of a pivot off of them to play the Godwin. But we we say this in some other sports, like basketball is a big one where it's like just time on the court is is huge for uh, projecting points and. I think the likelihood of Bucks players to not play a whole game is just so much higher than other teams this week. So I agree with you there. So I think in this range, probably who you think it's like, okay, I'll give you three Higgins, Lockett and cooks rank those three. Cause I don't think you can play all three. You probably can. Uh, I'll probably go. Three. I'll probably go Higgins, Lockett cooks. Just like you said it. Higgins and Lockett and cooks. Yeah. yeah I mean, Lockett had a down week, but I mean, I'm still betting on the Seattle. Offense. I would also say, like than... Lockett's been somewhat questionable this week. If he were to be out, then I think I put Metcalf above the other two. That's fair. That Trigger tree is just so tight, and if you take out one piece of it, like Metcalf's going to get forty percent of the, the the targets this week. In that case, I think. Yeah, fair enough. Any other wide receivers you want to chat about before uh, we yeah. go to the pools? There are a couple of cheaper um, ones option, the punts or something. There's not many cheap plays at wide receiver. I think the way you get cheap is going to end up being tight end. Um, not a ton of sub 5K wide receivers that are all that sexy this week. Uh, for me, I'm looking at Alec Pierce, 4,600. Good matchup. Matt Ryan's just been throwing the ball a ton. 
Uh, he We've seen him throw for tons of yards, too. In, in a few of these games, he's getting over 300 yards. He likes Pierce. Pierce has been getting a lot more work. He's relatively decent floor as of late. I kind of like him. I think Wandale might get some traction as well. Wandale, um, let's go. I like him, man. I like him. Big fan. Garrett Wilson's kind of interesting with the whole Elijah Moore situation. Noah Brown, play all your guys against the Lions. Lions and then the no Lions, one's really sticking out though. Yeah, I mean Josh Reynolds, I think I've put in those that same kind of group that grouping that we were just talking about. Shark has been ruled out. Yeah. You look at Josh Reynolds like the last couple of weeks when he played, his targets are six, seven, six. You know, he he's eclipsed eighty yards the last I mean, sorry, his targets have been that was his receptions were six, seven, six. His targets were ten, eight, ten, and he's gotten over eighty yards for the last three. So I, I look at the guy that's like, you know, he's been pretty locked in for 15 points a game at 4,700. You're 3X and with Josh Reynolds. and um, So, yeah, he, he's in that category, too. I, I, nothing's really sticking out to me there. I don't really think I need to go that low at, at wide receiver, just the way things are kind of building out. But there are some names I'm MBS, with. Uh, if you just want, like, a piece of that game, he's a cheap way to be part of uh, Patrick Mahomes' situation, which is always enticing to do. So... If you're going cheap, they're all kind of dark throws. Not super confident in any of them. I think in a cash build, I would be most confident with Pierce. I just think he might have the best of the floors. But upside, they all pretty similar. Like Match them with your wide receiver or a game that you're already playing uh, connected to. If it's a Jimmy G lineup, you play MVS in it kind of thing. So... That's sort of been how I've been looking at the lower range. Uh, and also, because it's not all that good under 5K, that just leads me more to that play Geno uh, over okay. Lamar this week. Pool of five wide receivers, Lou. Yeah, I think I'll I'll go with CD, Amon Ra, Metcalf, Higgins, and I'll go... I'll, Take Alec Pierce as my fifth. Okay. Over to tight end. You know, I think this is a, a pretty clear punt week, at least for me, just because of some injury and the pricing of the way things are going. Yeah. Brings me to Foster Moreau, 2,800 with Waller declared out, and Cade Otten, 2,700 with Bray declared out. Thoughts on these two punts? Yeah, I think Foster Moreau... I prefer because with the Bucks, you have Godwin, you have Evans. They already take a, a good amount of the targets, and there hasn't been all that much action to the tight ends for Brady this year. Fournette gets a lot of work, a lot of passing work, but if we do believe in this idea that they get to a big lead in the first half, Kate Otten, maybe they want to see how he, how he does. They play him out the full game. He might get some more opportunities for that reason. But we've seen Foster Moreau, Carr already, last two games, he's got three catches. Um, Carr will throw to him. He's got a better floor, I think. But at the same time, like everyone's going to be playing Jacobs. I don't know. I think that this is what leads me back to the the Carr Adams thing. If mm-hmm. everyone's going to Jacobs and Moreau, that just that's why Adams just looks like such a good GPP play to me. Um, no one's clicking him. I think for me, it's Foster. I think he's got a better floor. Cade's floor is like 
more legitimately zero. What do you think about Dolchich, though? Because this is the hot name. He's been praised because they played on Monday night. Got a touchdown for everyone to see. People on fancy Twitter were all about him and <laughs> just feel even more all about him now that he got that one touchdown that was like the worst coverage I've probably seen in a few weeks. But what do you think about Dolchich? I mean, the hair, the mustache, like he's uh, I like great the out guy. there. I, I like the guy. He looks nice. He, he looks pretty... Uh... Pretty like close there player. for a point. Yeah, I mean, there's like ball. I mean, twenty five hundred. Sure, sure. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm just not as excited about Dulcich as other people. Like, you know, he had a nice, you know, thirty seven or something yard touchdown, but that was completely blown coverage. I mean, they looked for they. He had a target right on the goal line, which was good to see. I'm not necessarily uh, upset if anybody wants to play Dulcich. Like, if people want to, you know, go that route, I think it's completely fine. We're talking punts. He's cheaper than the two guys we talked about. But um, just not going that direction. It's not for me this week. Yeah. I uh, probably won't do it. Uh, I I get it that people that, that will. Listen, like, people are just going to live in this range. Uh, I think playing – this is where playing a Lamar Andrew stack in tournaments, you're going to be so different. There's – I kind of – originally I thought, oh, Carr, and you can play Adams and Moreau with it. But if Moreau ends up getting overly owned here, like I kind of hope that people are going to start being like, oh, Otten better than Moreau. And then playing mm-hmm. Moreau will get a little better. But um, we'll I don't I don't think enough people are going to play Dulcich, especially now that Russ is out. I think that changes things. Um, That's fair. Like a less competent quarterback. Schultz is 3,600. I have some interest in him with Dak back. Uh, Dak seems to be better with him. The and price he's is still good. Relatively cheap, so you're still yeah. saving. Yeah. The but price is do good. you have any other like, if you're going higher, like Noah Fant is 3100. No. Great game environment, has somewhat of a floor now. Um, but if Lockett were to be out, I think I'd be a lot more interested in it. Yeah. No, I'm just not. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Pool yeah. of three tight ends. Let's 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 challenge you on one. Uh. Yeah, Moreau, I don't really love playing Otten per se either, but, um, and then Schultz and Andrews. All right, fair enough. This I could like be Andrews a double tight end week. What if you go Kelsey Otten, Andrews, Otten and for and Moreau, you could fit a lot. If you if you put those two and Gino in your lineup, you could play like everyone else that we've talked you can about. Play all, you can play all the dudes. All the dudes yeah. can get in there. It's a good point, Lou. Let's close things out. Defense, special teams. Um, you know, I think the Jets obviously are going to be probably the most popular of, of it all. I mean, 2600 already a good price. They're already in play, but even if Russ was going to be starting, if we're going to be honest with ourselves here. But yeah. now with, uh, with, with, with Brett behind the center, um, I expect them to be pretty highly owned, especially in cash games. So, you know, is, are you just going to the Jets just to kind of like, you know, almost as a block because you have to, um, or are there yeah. other places that you're going to look? Jets are going to be at least like 20, I don't know, probably 20% owned. It might be higher now. Like they were already going to be owned. And now they're just going to be even more owned when the expected total drops four points from their opponent. You know, Um, I think there's not a ton of great cheap uh, defenses this week to really pivot to uh falcons have been a solid defense sneakily this year they are facing burrow who has thrown some picks this year he gets sacked a decent amount 
I think Falcons would be the pivot um, in tournaments. People will tell you that you should always pivot off of the Jets in the GPP just because of ownership. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hard for me to say that per se. I don't know. I, I go back and forth. If you're playing like Brees with Jets together, is probably how you do it in a tournament, but that might also be super owned. So I think the pivot is Falcons. And in that case, you're not playing any of the Bengals. Just make sure you know that also. Um, and then from there, you pay up. I think you could go to the other side of that game with the Broncos. Like mm-hmm. the Jets aren't all that great of an offense. 3,300, it's a low-scoring game, as we've been mentioning. That could be interesting. Or, like, you just pay up for the Bucks, man. They're under 4K, I was surprised. But, yep. I mean, they, they could just completely smack. They There's could 13, shut out the Panthers. Dude, that it's, dude it's a 13-point implied total for the Panthers. Like, it's just yeah, ridiculous. Yep. The Bucks are projected for 10 points as a defense, which not many not many defenses get projected at no. double digit. I also have some some mild interest, I think, like since everyone's going to be clicking Jets at 26, clicking Commanders at 25. Like we know yeah. how, how the, we know how the Packers have been playing this year. Not that great, extremely slow, not scoring a ton, kind of a grindy game. Yeah. I think it's not the worst idea to just like, you know, it's, it's not about saving $100, but saving $100 and just clicking on the Commanders because yeah. – um, it's just so many people are going to have the Jets, man. It's like, yeah, it, it, and in that same vein, you go to the Texans because almost all all lineups I think are going to have at least one Raider, whether mm-hmm. it's Moreau or Jacobs or even Carr. You know, like yeah. I just feel like so many people are going to have Raiders. Maybe you play opposite and you go <sighs> Damian Pierce with with Texans. If that is a combo that's like winning tournaments, I would not be all that surprised this yep. week. No, so, it'd be, I mean, it, game flow doesn't feel good, but you're say, not wrong. say Carr throws a pick six early on, and the Texans defense then just becomes optimal because they're in the lead and Pierce. So it's possible awesome. there are some options down there, but I think you just kind of go Jets in cash, but GPP very easy to get off of them. Final thoughts, week seven, Lou. Yeah, I think there's a lot of ways you can go this week uh, with so many big teams off the slate. I mean, Bills, Eagles, Rams, Vikings, like those are four of the best and stackable offenses in the league. Uh, You don't have Cup that's taking away at at the wide receiver or Diggs. You don't have Allen. You don't have Hurts. Like a lot of these high-end fantasy players are off the slate. So there's a lot you can do, a lot of different ways to go about it. So it'll be a fun slate to build lineups this week. All right, Lou, where can they find your Twitter? Where can they find your work? Yeah, at Lucky underscore Lou Dog on Twitter. I work uh, at Lucky Trader and do some some work on DraftKings Rainmakers for them. So if you're interested in that product, we do a show, a Twitter space on Thursdays where we go over some strategies for that as well. All right, you can find me on Twitter, at FFTylero. That's all we have today, folks. Don't forget, tell somebody you love them. Later. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. We won a game yesterday. If we win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak.